Welcome to Thrones and Scones, your weekday morning podcast where we talk about Game of Thrones over breakfast. One of these days, maybe we'll talk about breakfast over Game of Thrones, but for the time being, we are here to hit Season 4, Episode 2, The Lion and the Rose. Thank you for welcoming us into your home, into your car, into your lovemaking sessions. Wherever you're playing this, it's Tony, Hans, and uh, Jeremy joining you on this Tuesday. Hello, friends. What's up? What's going on? How do you feel knowing that people might just be listening to us in their moments of passion? It, it reminds me of the office when Dwight <laughs> makes the when Dwight makes the uh, like the uh, love making CD for uh, <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts of the entire series. That's so funny. He thinks it's gonna be like a, a mixtape of, of of songs, you know, to to bring the lady back, and then it's just like, "Hello, <laughs> this is Dwight True." It's <laughs> 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 just the creepiest video. Some friends and I in a in college, uh, my freshman year, I think, were like, "What if? Why is it? Is there like audio porn, like porn that's like red for blind people or whoever wants to, you know, be about that?" And we're like, "Hmm, I I don't know." So we decided to make a little file, and it was just like this '80s, you know, porn beat, like <laughs> and then it was my friend. Basically, just doing this voiceover of it, like, oh yeah, she's taking off her pants. <laughs> she's, oh yeah, she's she's putting her hair in a ponytail. Oh yeah, here come the underwear. She's got a penis. <laughs> uh, we got to do a. You got to have a twist for quality content. Let's just, let's just say it here. Um, well, back yeah. to Game of Thrones. I don't. Uh, I don't watch porn unless there's a twist. <laughs> 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 by a twist the, it's always a penis yeah well something yeah. like that and then at the, almost at the end of every at the end of every uh, every video I watch there's usually just a M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> <laughs> I always appreciate when you know the happy couple or trio or a quintuplet uh, you know finishes what they're about and then <laughs> this, this is the genre that I'm going to make when I become a successful porn director everyone just kind of takes a couple deep breaths and just simultaneously turns and wide-eyed looks at the camera <laughs> and just stares into your soul because they know what you did. Uh, <laughs> like shaming you? Like Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Shaming you, breaking the fourth wall, all in one. It's pretty great. Yeah. Well, we're, uh, we're here to, hit, uh, to talk about Game of Thrones, believe it or not. Season 4, Episode 2, The Lion and the Rose. Do you guys want a little wiki action? Give me with that wiki. Give me... Uh, what do we have a? We haven't done a good a, a good accent in a while. Well, well, I guess we had Jeremy's last time. Oh, that's so less, good. Less accent and just <laughs> saying words wrong. Um, I don't know what you mean. What's a good? What's a good? Uh, what's one we haven't done? Maybe someone from Game of Thrones. Tyrion. Jeremy, any idea? Tyrion. Do you have a Tyrion, Tony? No, but uh, so let's kind of, see. A so bad British accent. Uh, this is a. This is a dangerous place. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. What's what are things? That, I am the god of tits and wine. <laughs> I don't think I got a. I don't think I got a Tyrion in me. That sounds like a little. Oh, uh, it's it's just it's not really specific enough. I don't okay, think. I, I don't. Enough. I don't shine with the subtlety here. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Can you do the hound? I could try the hound. You try, uh, try the hound. <laughs> 
Season 4, Episode 2. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Every every accent is just Arnold Schwartz. Arnold Schwartz. Good old Arnie Schwartz. Tyrion. Nope. I'm, I'm the hound. <laughs> I'm the hound. <laughs> Feels like you should put sunglasses on after he says, I'm the hound. You want me to take you? Yeah, I could take you with me. <laughs> to, what about, okay, we were talking about Liam Neeson the other day. That's you, pretty you, Liam you, Neeson, you, you really hate Liam Neeson. You almost, yeah, I think you almost had him there for a minute. I don't know who you are, but Tyrion lends Jamie a hand. <laughs> Joffrey and Marjorie host a breakfast. Ramsay finds a purpose for his pet. North of the Wall, Bran sees where they must go. And I will kill you. <laughs> That was a clusterfuck from start to finish. Thank you for entertaining my nonsense. And welcome to the Lion and the Rose. Boys, what do you want to hit first? I was pretty disappointed in the episode. Did you guys overall enjoy what? it as much? I, I did like this one. Oh, really? I, I didn't think it was too bad. Uh, but seriously, what what the hell is up with Ramsey? Like, he's just, he's <laughs> yeah, so The great. Django Unchained shaving scene. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's almost like they, it's almost like they knew the reaction they got from Joffrey and they wanted to just kind of Go. repeat that and yeah. just take mm. it to the, take it even one higher of just insanity. Yeah. We do, I mean, just for the barest of moments, see him get put in his place a little bit by Roos, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. We're finally, finally, he's got someone he has to answer to and, uh feels good but yeah that that whole thing is just a little messed up the, ha- yeah, the hounds really and the hunt that part again just really unnecessary for me yeah yeah, yeah it's so dark. much yeah that's that not dark. to start with the worst but it, it gets dark quickly i mean you know he's a creep you know he's fucked up and weird and but that just that just was a little excessive so and uh yeah, it was not my least favorite part. I think my least favorite part was this I don't I just don't know what they were going for. So there's this what I assume is a bridal shower happening and you know, the wedding party is all lined up at a table and people are presenting gifts to the soon to be happy couple and Tyrion gives Joffrey a book and Joffrey's like oh, but. and then he has a look and he's like, "You know what?" We must all find some time for wisdom. And before that, he has that moment with the glorious oath known as Mace Tyrell, where he's like, maybe I should call you father. Like, he's really putting on the show. And then he goes and turns around, and the second he gets that Valyrian steel sword, he just literally hacks up a book and starts maniacally cackling. Why put on the show? Like, <laughs> What was the point? Who was it for? It's not like you went and hacked away things in secrecy and silence. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was I, weird. I didn't really understand that. And yeah, Widow's Whale. What a lame-ass name for a sword. Okay, all the other names that were yelled were far better than Widow's Whale. <laughs> Stormbreaker! <laughs> and then he picked I think him. he says Stormbreaker. He does say Stormbreaker, yeah. Which is Thor's axe, I yeah, think. It is, yeah. <laughs> Little did Joffrey know, maybe he would have had a more successful wedding if he could summon the Bifrost at any given time. <laughs> But he made a stupid choice, and he has to live with it. Well, they were like, man. Spider-Man, the Dark Knight, there Iron was an- Man. <laughs> there was another couple names yelled. 
There was another couple names yelled that were far better than Widow's Whale. Most anything. Yeah, could be. be. Well, what would if you if you had that uh, fine Valerian steel? What are you naming it? Oh my gosh, that's very much putting me on the spot um, here. I, I think I might call it uh, the Red Smile Maker. <laughs> the Red Smile. <laughs> that way, if Stan is the Red back. Dentist, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, yeah, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Be, I don't know. Be like Hodor. Uh, not hold or not hold or not yeah hold or not that's really bad that's a really bad one yeah i feel way better about my thing yeah no thanks for that buddy that was nice of you i'm here for you <laughs> let me go get uh, yeah, so i didn't i didn't get that moment we, we have a lot of interesting things going on in uh in king's landing Tyrion going full-on harry and the hendersons with shay in this episode get out of here can't you see we don't want you anymore? <laughs> You're a whore. <laughs> like, this is, and I mentioned it a little bit in the last episode, I really kind of forgot these moments, and all of a sudden, things make a little bit more sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot to. Because uh, this is pretty, and you get it. I mean, you know from the get-go that it's like a, it's for her safety thing. She's not leaving. She doesn't believe him when he says it's dangerous and people are going to get hurt. And so this is like her. His way of getting her out of the city, getting her out of harm's way. Um, and she, you know, she's Shay, the funny horse. She doesn't see it. Yeah, but knowing what we know in the future, like, it just seems, it seems the ultimatum of, like, what happens. So she, if she dies by someone else during that time period, at least he's able to still be with her, where, mm. where the repercussions of this is so much worse. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We got to... Just kind of deal with Shay being a character I don't really care about or care for. Well, they really don't, it's they not really the, don't do know, a lot with her after this anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's not the only family trouble. Uh, Stannis burns his brother-in-law alive. Not that we've ever met Lord Axel Florent, mm-hmm. but uh, he does say, Slice, I'm your brother. <laughs> and then he burns. <laughs> and she's like, he deserves it. Look, quick, it was just it was just a quick exposition poop. <laughs> just a little nugget. Just a little. Yeah. <laughs> an exposition corn nugget. Uh, it's beautiful. An, an exposition chart. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think about um, Jamie and Braun getting their little training on together? I actually wanted more in that scene. I thought, I mean, it was good, but uh, it would have, he seems, for so for someone who's such a master swordsman, he seems very kind of, I mean, yeah, I know it's his, his offhand, but he seems like he's never fought with a sword. Or is he? I was going to say, he seems to be doing much better than like I would be doing. <laughs> are you a master swordsman? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm a ma- how are we defining? Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a master something, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it's it's a cool little interaction that we get between them. I think it leads to some interesting stuff down the road. And this is another character thing that's that's created by the show. Uh, I mean, Jamie does train mm-hmm. with the sword secretly in the books, but it's not Braun training him. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's funnier, and they allude to it in the show when Jamie's talking about you know Tyrion's like just practice, and he's like no you know men talk, and he's like so you need a. You need a silent swordsman or something, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember the exact quote. But in the books, <laughs> Jamie trains with uh, Sir Illyn Payne, 
the uh, executioner who doesn't have a tongue. Mm-hmm. And so he can't tell anybody. And like every time they fight and then they're just like sitting around talking afterwards, Jamie just starts talking about fucking his sister. And like, Cyril's <laughs> always like horrified, like looking and listening, like, <laughs> but he can't say anything. And so uh, it's pretty, it's funny, I think. But yeah, I, I don't need to see any more of that man on screen, so I'm kind of glad that they went with Braun instead. We're good. Yeah, I, li- I like the dynamic. Um, yeah, Braun's, and then, Braun's a good character in yeah, the show. Leading toward the end of things, there is another wedding. And, you know, we've had a couple rough weddings in season three, so this wedding must be better. Plus, it's only episode two, so it's not like anything major is going to happen. Uh, Joffrey and Marjorie are wed in the Sept of Baylor. They have a beautiful moment, blah, 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 blah. They go to a reception, and people have a great time. Except for Cersei, who gets Brienne jealous real fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the, the wedding, actually, so I think is the better part of the show for me. Like I said, the episode's a little slow. But I thought the uh, I thought the little dwarf uh, playing the Four Kings, uh, I thought that was entertaining. I mean, it's... it's a, I was that's what I was gonna ask is like wh- who what was your favorite dwarf in that in that actual thing who did you whose costume did you appreciate the most I mean it's gotta be Renly it's gotta be Renly yeah, okay, well, uh, what was so funny <laughs> is like it kind of looked like Renly <laughs> <laughs> the whole blonde hair for uh, they kind of nailed it yeah for time. I was pretty yeah. good yeah. The uh, I love that moment just because of the like you get to see everybody's reactions Reaction. with it. Mm-hmm. The only one that I had a problem with was Tommen's reaction. Um, I get that, like, the first time, like, they come out, and he giggles, and then he looks at Tyrion, and he feels shameful. But then, like, you see him later, and he's he's kind of the only other one besides Cersei and Joffrey who are, like, into this moment. And it seems so weird, because later they're going to paint him to be such this, like, empathic character. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, maybe it's just, like, oh, he's a kid, and it's it's, it's funny things yeah. going on. So, you know, it's shiny, so he's laughing. But it, it seems a little yeah. cross to me. I didn't I didn't take it too too much that way, just because I think he is like a kid, and I mean he obviously um, aged like five years since last season. But uh, it's true. But yeah, we, well, he, to be fair, he hasn't been introduced yet. So for all we know, this could be the reanimated corpse of Martin Lannister. That's true. It's a very mm. good point. Mm. Yeah, but I just figured he does. He probably doesn't really know. Like he's young enough that he doesn't really know what's going on or know these people. Or I, I don't know. I don't think. I, I don't. I didn't think it was too weird that he was like laughing about it. The wedding goes off okay. The reception, besides the weirdest pie in the world, mm-hmm. I want to know how they bake them doves in without killing the doves. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's like I guess a question for another day. It's magic. But then. And I don't know if you guys caught this in the show because it's easy to miss. Um, Joffrey dies. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, in what is pretty a graphic, de- you know, death actually significantly toned down from uh, its from the depiction book. in the in yeah. the books, where he basically claws his throat in half trying to breathe. Um, but this is still, I mean, very intense, very sudden. I remember, like, again, knowing that he's going to die at his, you know, at his wedding when I was watching the show. But just thinking, like, wait, 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 they're ma- it's episode two. Oh, people are going to be mad. <laughs> and uh, 
it was very cool. We're starting to learn that, okay, it's not just our favorites that are going to get their just desserts. We're, we're, we might get some satisfaction as well with some much-deserved character deaths. And also, it might not be in episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they're kind of breaking their... Their mold. Breaking their uh, heavy set mold here. Yeah. What did you guys think of, of, of these few scenes as a whole? I thought it was all right. Is, is this the way you would have wanted Joffrey to go? <sighs> it's hard to say. I... I think it's a pretty good one. Like, it's kind of got the... Because he deserves so bad, you know? He does, So it's like, all right, it's at his wedding. It reduces him to, like, a powerless state. You get to see him go beyond this psychopath into the fact where he's just like a... I was going to say a kid, but then it sounds really sadistic. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, where he's just, like, helpless and calling for his mommy. Um, Which, to be fair, yeah, you're allowed to if you're choking to death like this. Yeah, but and I, th- I thought I, I thought it was pretty good. If you had just these two episodes with the introductions we had in the prior episode, mm-hmm. do you would you do you think it leads you into thinking that Oberyn did it or no? No, I think they're trying to. I mean, I think they're trying to tell you that Tyrion did it. Yeah, see, like I didn't. That's the one person I didn't think was. You know, he doesn't even come off guilty looking during that. That period, and it's like, oh, nope, he, you know, seriously says, arrest him, and he's like, just stands there. I'm like, why wouldn't you be like, I didn't do anything, why would you arrest me? You know, he's yeah. usually so on top of all these, like, comebacks and, like, your arrest. I mean, with the whole uh, Catelyn and that conversation of, like, you know, I'm innocent, and yet here I am, you, you know, you're threatening me. But in this situation, he just stands there and takes it. I don't know. Yeah, it was, I think it was really, yeah. As Tyrion says in the next episode, the only person we know for sure is Cersei. <laughs> yeah, didn't do it. It's a good uh, didn't do it. But yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I don't think that they're alluding to too much. Knowing the answer, going back and watching, you do see the moments happen. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think even if you were really paying attention and you didn't know what to look for, you wouldn't necessarily catch it. Yeah, I was thinking about this too. And the only thing that I think seemed off was the fool guy or Sir... What? Sir Dantos. Yeah, Sir Dantos. He's the only one that seemed a little off because he kind of came out of nowhere, right? We haven't seen him in a long time. They reintroduce yeah. him. And then he like immediately, right as it's happening, comes up and pulls Sansa out. And like that was yeah. the only thing to me, as far as just isolating these two episodes out, that was the only thing to me that seemed off or that seemed weird. Uh, I it didn't come off that Tyrion did it, just because again he just he went back and picked up the cup and was looking at it and stuff. He didn't look guilty by any means, um, and I do think like from a build up standpoint. It did seem like the show was trying to make you think that Oberyn might be involved because why else try? Why else do this big long exposition about him hating the Lannisters and all this stuff? But right before mm. this happened, so um, but then they don't really have him in this episode much, or related to the wedding or anything. So then it, <laughs> it that kind of wasn't my immediate thought, but I do I could see why the how the show might w- have wanted to lean people that way to kind of misdirect, but. I don't know. I, actually, the only one of the only two times we see him in this episode, I thought was like a mistake. Actually, like I wonder if it was just a flub and they kept it in because it's basically like Tyrion getting flustered. I forget what conversation he's coming from, 
But then he like crosses paths with Oberon, who says like, "Hi," and Tyrion goes, "Hi," <laughs> <laughs> and that's the whole interaction. <laughs> and I'm like, was this? Did they forget a line? Were they not supposed to speak at all? <laughs> like. Or maybe that's just what it was. Well, they're, they're, they're building up to that know. really, really like evident relationship on why Oberon feels, you know, he has to defend him, right? Like he has. To, I don't feel. I don't think he feels I don't like think he has Oberyn to no, defend yeah. him at all. I know. I know. I'm being sarcastic. He just wants to kill. He just wants to kill the other dude. I want to kill. The but there has to be a relationship there. That high and high is meaningful. Meaningful. I guess. Deep. I suppose so. Yeah, we're gonna find out in season eight that 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 conversation was the key to everything. Key to everything. <laughs> there was a wink and a finger point, and man, deep. So, is what's the whole what's the rationale behind? Uh, so Marjorie goes up and says that she's gonna, you know, all the leftovers are gonna go to the poor or whatever, and then Cersei says, "Feed it to the dogs" or whatever. That's just mm. like I, I get that so she's, she's still not happy with Marjorie and is just in general a bitch, but I think that's yeah. She's just trying to exercise the power. I would say while she has that, she technically doesn't, but she's just grasping onto it. Yeah, and she even says to Pycelle, <laughs> he's like, the the queen said, and uh, she's like, you will do this. You'll feed the leftovers to the hounds. Or we'll feed you to the house. Yeah. Like, okay. There, okay. There was one other moment I liked at the wedding, specifically, and that's mm. when Jamie, you know, tries to go over and threaten Loris and put on this whole thing. <laughs> you know, he says you'll. He says it won't matter because you'll never marry her. And then Loris just looks at him and says, uh, "Neither will you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Just, uh, yeah, very true. And then he quickly gets out of there. Oh yeah, because he knows his. Uh... Now I did, I did notice at the on shoot of the episode, it, there's a nudity warning. So I wrote my little good, bad, and jugglies section down, and then I didn't write anything down, and I can't recall anything in particular. I can't either. Now that you say that, like there is the one moment with that gymnast girl, who Podrick takes a really, 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 really long look at, and she's like doing the upside down splits and it's pretty graphic but i don't think she's naked or anything but maybe they just put it in there for you know safekeeping. Yeah, i don't remember any of the yeah i don't i don't have anything written down either so so i don't know who's to say maybe it was just somebody in somebody in the back of the wedding just like furiously <laughs> going at it <laughs> and we missed it maybe maybe i got a qu- uh, i got a question for you guys I'd love to hear that question. Uh, unless unless there's any more good, bad, and or what seems to be no jugglies. No jugglies. Uh, that's everything I had, actually. Yeah. So we got we got a little more characters introduced. We've had a lot of characters for a long time. Uh, if you guys could replace one actor or actress Ooh. and switch them out for any actor or actress that exists... Who would okay. you pick and oh my God, that's such who a... would you pick? Hmm. Okay. So who do I think is one of the weaker performances? Because so many of them are, are great fits. Truthfully. Yeah, I really I really do think so. Do you guys want to hear mine just to just to give you some time to think? Oh yeah, yeah please. Alrighty. <clears throat> so I <laughs> I would choose, and not that I don't think he does an excellent job. It's more just for the hilarity's sake of what I think would happen <laughs> to have it flipped. 
So I would swap Podrick out. Okay. 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 For Brad Pitt. (laughs) 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 Just to have Brad Pitt be like just kind of a random squire squire that that shows up a lot in the episodes but never really does much. And just everyone would wonder like, why the hell are they spending so much money on this character? (laughs) (laughs) And never have it be explained. Hey, he did that Deadpool 2 cameo. Maybe he'd be down for it. Yeah, maybe. I think I like that that kind of style of just throwing people off. That's good. Um, so I'm going to kind of use your sort of version of things here. Cheating, I suppose. But I would take Braun and replace him with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> just because I think I think that little, you know, sassiness of Braun could use a, a motherfucker or two. <laughs> or two at the end. No. And some snakes and planes. Yeah, some snakes, some scripture verses, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Continuing that, I'd take the hound, Will Ferrell. Okay. Will <laughs> But make him just as dark. Like, just, just make just, him as dark. <laughs> you know, but he has He's to wear like Ferrell. armor where he's showing his gut half the time because you know I like to show <laughs> off the chest yeah. and the gut all the time. I like that. Oh, I God, like that. The, the only <laughs> The only part uh, of mine that falls apart a little bit is the whole like Podrick being just the ladies' man thing, right? Because it's unexpected. Mm. Where obviously Brad Pitt is just slaying the face. <laughs> just, like, no, I like I like given. that everyone in this show would treat Brad Pitt like he's just a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> kind of love that. Or even better, we could have Arya be Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> all good, all good. anybody got any yeah. other, anybody got any others? Any more? Any, I would like any to more serious a, suggestions. Yeah. I would like to replace uh, Thoros of Mir with Danny DeVito. <laughs> I think that I think that that could be a great. Yeah, that would that would be a good one. Uh, yeah. Tormund Giant Spain. I feel like Danny DeVito, DeVito could just be put in for anybody. For anyone, put him in yeah, for sure. the put him in for the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could be great. That could be great. I'm trying to think of some good White Walker substitutions. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a good one, just to have a very recognizable face. Well, uh, yeah, like... just like throw it in there. <laughs> Did you guys know there actually are? Um, I know we haven't even met him in the show yet, but apparently there are two different actors for the for the Night King or the Night's King. I don't oh, know I which one I didn't know that. I didn't either. I found that out the other day. Like they switched mid-season uh, at some point. Fun That's fact. That, mm. is, that is a fun, little fun fact. Uh, I would like to replace Have Dragon with Barney. What was that? <laughs> have Dragon with Barney. <laughs> I'm not even gonna attempt. It's Dragon, Drogon, Drogon. Oh, I'm um, staring at it. I tell you what, I'm not the biggest Jorah Mormont fan. Mm. So who could we replace Jorah Mormont with that I might like a little bit better? Someone Australian. He feels like an Australian character to me. <laughs> no, he's not cool enough. I know. He's got to be a little late. I think if you made Jorah Mormont John Mulaney, I might like him a little bit better. <laughs> You know, who's John? He's just, he's just a uh, comedian. Mm. He's a comedian. I think that he could be, you know, that the weird, quirky. You could believe that he's just kind of madly in love with them, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it's as awkward and uncomfortable. I appreciate it. And I mean, we could probably use a third Dario. Yeah, I mean, or 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 a or a version three Tommen. Version three Tommen, sure. Tywin. I think no. Danny, I think what we Danny need to do DeVito. is take. <laughs> we need to take. Tommen and make him another character. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Throw Tommen in as Jorah Mormont. <laughs> like, we could do Tywin with Jeff Foxworthy. 
Oh, interesting. Is he still alive? I have no idea. I just, I would I love so. his accent <laughs> trying to do British. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> you might be a Lannister. You might be a Lannister. <laughs> if you fucked your sister, <laughs> you might be a Lannister. And also a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, uh, this is a nice question. Uh, nice question, Hans. You know who I could stand to change out, actually? Shay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I could, we could make Shay like Gal Gadot. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, yeah. if you had to change out your empty mouth with a mouth full of scone, <laughs> what scone would you choose today? Well, today I would go with orange cranberry. Mm-hmm. It is from. The Dorothy Lane Market. Um, honestly, another amazing scone. So what I liked about this one... I heard amazing, and I think that that's pretty... No, no, no. Well, I explained expansive. the problem with Great orange review. scones... That's like two more this one is syllables worth than we gave about. Hans it's yesterday. So, so good. don't get greedy, you bastard. You bastard. Shut your mouth. Shut your time. Shut your mouth. Actually, we're kind of wondering now... Uh, Jeremy's done a lot of Dorothy Lane repeats. He's pretty much done positive reviews only. We're launching a full-scale investigation because we obviously don't want any... Uh, yeah. we don't want Where's any, the collusion? We don't want any collusion. We don't want any bias. Uh, we definitely are starting to suspect something here. So uh, stay, with, stay with us. Especially, you know, that one time when he said the scones were fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> we only, yeah, we are, we're, we're not here to do... Uh, we're not here to just get sponsorships. Uh, I mean, we are. If you want to sponsor us, please. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, Dorothy Lane, sponsor us. But we're going to hold true to our scone reviews. Yes. We've got morals. You can't touch them. But you can touch that play button when we return tomorrow for Season 4, Episode 3. In the meantime, hit us up at thronesandscones.com. And don't forget to ponder this question as you sleep at night. Are you down with G-O-T? Yeah, you know me. Uh, I'm going to make carrot cake scones. Ooh, interesting, interesting. So I'm looking forward to that. Are you a carrot cake fan with fruit in it, like raisins, or are you no raisins? I fuck with raisins, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that many baked goods are improved by nuts, but I don't scoff at walnuts and carrot cake either. Oh, see, I, I, res- I respect that decision. So wait, so you okay. don't like brownies with nuts? You'd much rather just have? I, I, it, okay, brownies are like my worst offender. Nuts ruin brownies oh. hmm. for me. They overpower the flavor. They get all in my texture business, especially if I'm like, you know, topping it with some nice cold ice cream and some cream friche. <laughs> some cream, uh, cream, cream friche. <laughs> and then I just go through and I'm like, oh yeah, the texture's daddy. And then all of a sudden it's like, mm, well, nope, I'm a peanut. <laughs> it just ruins my whole day. Yeah, I don't like yeah, brownies. chips in my brownies. Inter- interesting. I'm okay with chocolate chips. I think that they, <clears throat> they, you know, they get all melty and ooey gooey. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, brownies, banana bread, nuts pretty much make it worse uh for me and then there's just other things like i had a like this place would only make chocolate chip cookies that had walnuts in them Mm. and they were good but i'm like do you just have regular chocolate chip cookies and you know this is like nuts are like the most allergenic thing right it's it's the double tree hotel chain like their thing is they make cookies but they only make that cookie 
And it's like, you're really going to exclude the nut people from eating your cookies? Seems weird. I'm not one of those nut people, but I just don't want them. Yeah. Do you uh, guys want to guess how I like my brownies? I bet that you don't. Because I say in straight in the trash can because they're gross. <laughs> An animal among men. Emily got uh, ordered some cookies from this bakery. I want to say it was in San Francisco. We just got them delivered today from their call. It's like the Bang Bakery. So you open the box and it says you've been banged, which is kind of funny <laughs> to me. Um, but so she got a peanut butter and jelly uh, cookie. Um, Okay. It was it was like rated like number two on this blog for like shipped cookies like the best cookie. Um, it was pre- I'm not I'm not a big jelly person like peanut butter like I, I like peanut butter sandwiches but I don't like jelly on my sandwiches. It this was delicious. Hmm. The problem you said I, it was from you said it was from San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco is or San Diego. I can't remember. Mm. Was the Bang Bakery. Bang, just B A N G. Yeah. So the jelly thing is underrated. There was a Girl Scout cookie for a moment that I think was called like pinata or something, and it had a little jelly on top, and I liked it. And then they destroyed it, and my heart along with it. Yeah. So yeah, we had one. We we split one tonight, Um, and it's one of those. Have you ever had like a like the cookies where they're like thick cookies, like they're like chocolate chip or whatever, but they're like the size of I don't know, like a probably like a good inch, inch and a half high. Sure. Yeah. So like the middle is done, but not done. So it was like chewy. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what this was. It was so good. So. <laughs> now, when you say thick, are you spelling that with a CK or two C's? Oh, two, two C's. Two C's. Oof. Oof. Then all thick. of a sudden I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> it was so thick. I could barely. It's such I, a thick boy. I was choking on it. <laughs> 